You are listening to African Father in America podcast by Simon Javanokelo live from Seattle, Washington, USA. Greetings, greetings beautiful people. My name is Simon Javan Okelo. I am excited to be here with you for another amazing episode of the African Father in America podcast. We are broadcasting on YouTube where I would love for you to subscribe to the channel if you haven't. We are also broadcasting on AMP which is an Amazon uh, app that is really beautiful especially for music lovers uh, so you should check it out. We are also live streaming on, on Twitter currently known as X. Uh, we are also on LinkedIn as well as Facebook so wherever you might be joining us from I just want to quickly introduce my special guest today who is uh, my brother Waithaka uh, ENT Waithaka Entertainment who is the visionary behind Waithaka Entertainment which is an amazing uh, label an independent label here in the US Waithaka go ahead and say hello to our uh, our our listeners and our viewers before we continue on with the conversation Hey, hi, how you all doing? Uh, my name is Oyvaka, and uh, I'm glad to be on this podcast with Simon. Thanks for having me on. Excellent, excellent. Thank you very much. Uh, I can't wait for us to dig deeper into our conversation today. Uh, right now, I want us to quickly talk about today's proverb, which is from Burundi. Our proverb today takes us to Burundi, and I'm just going to pull it here real quick so that we can have a quick... Uh, conversation about it it's up on the screen and uh, it actually says morning will still come with or without crowing of the cock morning will still come with or without crowing of the cock i want to share three nuggets of uh, wisdom from this burundian proverb uh, this proverb really speaks about the inevitability of change change will come whether we like it or not uh, we age whether we like it or not, you know. But here are the three nuggets of wisdom, and then I want to get uh, the perspectives of Waithaka on this proverb. Number one is that time awaits for no one, you know. Time waits for no one. Life goes on regardless of our actions or inactions. Number two, we must take ownership of our lives and make a chance and take a chance. Um, to to do what we need to do uh, and make the best out of every moment and then number three each new day brings opportunities and a chance to start afresh so think about those three nuggets of wisdom but for now i want to uh, come to you waithaka when you hear this proverb from burundi morning will still come with or without uh, the growing of the cock what does this what does this proverb remind you about it, it reminds me of the fact that you whether you stop or moving the world around you will keep on moving everything around you will keep on moving so to me i look at it as an encouragement you know just whether you're up whether you're down you know just get up and keep moving because the world around you will keep keep on moving you know um and it's um uh, sometimes we can get lost in our own world where we feel nothing is going on but everything around us keeps on moving and just keep on moving you know 
whether whether or not you have to get up and move if you want things to happen that's right that's right yeah no matter what uh, we choose to do things around us are changing so if we want to change with it we have to do something about it yeah we have to be part of the change too you know right uh, right so that we can improve ourselves also right i love that so um you know uh, first of all i just want to thank everyone who is joining us on youtube uh, leave your comment uh, you know in the comment section so that we know that you're here let us know where in the world you're joining us for today's show uh if you're going to watch this after the live stream also leave your comment down there and make sure you subscribe to the channel many many people in the Kenyan diaspora know Waithaka and uh, Waithaka entertainment uh you know you are a well decorated brother who has you know established yourself as a composer uh you know uh songwriter you know producer but many people really want to know a little more about where this all started from and uh one of my favorite questions to ask guests that join me for the show is always to share a story a childhood story from maybe around the time you are 8 to 12 that um still continues to remind you of where you came from uh continues to drive you uh and makes you want to continue doing what you do today uh so share with us a story you know uh, maybe to give you an example one of the stories i share a lot on the show is when i was 8 years old my mother gave me a bicycle and i i, I began distributing milk and bread in our neighborhood this she had a business where she would hire so many people with bicycles you know in the slum in the ghettos in kenya uh the the shops in the slum sell you know one piece of bread is sold to four different families because it's it's cut into four quarters you know and so i was one of the people that distributed bread from you know our our wholesale to the smaller kiosks in the neighborhood and so this really helped me connect with the community learn how to build business relationships and also build community at the same time so i want you to maybe share your own story about and and really this story is what helps me continue doing what i do you know whenever i i remember those days waking up is not a problem you know taking risks is not a problem you know so i want you to take yeah. it away and share your own story uh in, you know kind of in the same lines okay um my music story is pretty simple um it was in KU I grew up in uh, KU uh Kenyatta University um uh, and uh I grew up a catholic uh and uh we used to go for catechism and I was an altar boy all of that and one day the sister that used to teach us catechism played the piano and I was fascinated I always loved music even as a kid but the moment you know like she played she played it cuz they never used to play the piano that much in church for some uh interesting reason but that day they she played it and it was so beautiful and i just got uh, attached to that and from that i just made a vow that i want to learn how to play and it took me 13 years after that to start taking piano lessons 
and uh, when I came to the US, uh, a year later, I signed up for piano lessons, and it's been, I went on a journey of, you know, self-discovery of how much I can push myself, and I would practice for like four hours a day, and I went from being, you know, having stiff hands to being able to move across the keyboard easily, and with that came the experiment, my my ability to experiment with different songs and ideas came from that. I love that. I love that. Uh, that that took me back to, I you know, growing up in the slum, you went. I went to all kinds of churches and mosques yeah. and the Catholic church in Kisumu. The biggest one was in Kibuye. I don't know if you've ever been to Kisumu, but we had Kibuye Market where there was a huge Catholic church uh, and it was just beautiful. The architecture of, uh, you know, of Catholic churches were just uh, inspiring. So we had a lot of friends that went there and just hearing you talk about the Catholic nun playing the piano and that being the foundation for your music and who you've become is really beautiful. Um, I want you to... First of all, uh, I see that a lot of people have joined us on YouTube. I just want to thank you all. My name is Simon Javan Okelo. I am also the founder of the Madaraka Festival. Uh, we just ended our U.S. tour in June of this year. And my guest today was one of the people that supported it, especially in Dallas. I was with him in Dallas in person. But he's also really a pioneer in the music industry when I moved here to the diaspora a number of years ago, um, you know, a friend introduced me to Aithaka virtually. And so I knew of him until we met this year in Dallas. So this is a really a full circle moment now that we're sitting here and having this conversation. So if you're joining us, you're really in the right place with the right people at the right time. So Aithaka, when you think about that moment uh, after the show ended in Dallas, when I came off of the stage and we, we, we kind of had a little chat uh, and then this moment here now, you know, uh, and also all your contributions, you know, the conversations you've had privately about the growth of the Kenyan industry, the things you've done publicly, you know, some of the incredible projects you've done, uh, for example, the the work you did with uh, in, in 2020 with Odessa, Odessa by Queens. Can you speak about that for a moment, but also speak about the Kenyan music industry, speak about Madaraka Festival, uh, and, um, you know, share, just share with our viewers and our listeners, um, you know, what, you know, your, your, your 2020 album, you know, means to you, uh, what seeing Madaraka Festival's uh, impact, uh, you know, means to you, but also some of your hopes as someone who has really put in a lot of blood, sweat, and tears uh, into the Kenyan industry, Kenyan music industry. Yeah. Um, uh, first of all, uh, I have to uh, give a big shout out to Philip Roy, even though he's now with us, he's always remembered. Uh, I'm really grateful that he always extended a hand and, you know, mentioned people who are on the same mission as I was, as he was. And uh, 
and you were one of the names that used to pop up in your your Madaraka, you know, festival. Uh, he used to talk about it so much, and and it was from then on I made an effort to follow what you were doing, and for years, you know, I just kept on seeing the you know the consistency, and it all culminated with this tour, which hands down is one of the best tours I've ever seen put together you know, for the Kenyan audience, even though your audience is much more broader than that, you know, being, being in a diaspora, you, you tend to have a bigger reach to different people because we interact with different people from different countries, you know, different communities. And we, ex our job is to expose them to what we can offer as a country, you know, with our music, with our, you know, food, everything to do with our culture you know, whether uh, an individual community or Kenya as a whole community. And one thing I loved about the Madaraka Festival tour is just how you put everything together in terms of like the venues, because that's one of the biggest problems I've always had or at least voiced. Um, the previous summer I had gone for a couple of two uh, shows and I wanted to see where we were, where we were missing, you know, where we were falling short. And I went for, I went and saw four different artists, two American and two African. And the venues stood out for me. So the moment I saw the Dallas show was going to be at the House of Blues, where I had gone for two shows, I knew that was a win, you know, and I knew this wasn't going to be something uh something that's just uh, this was something that was well thought out you know put together because i to me i i knew the first thing that was going to be good is the sound because you have the front of house you don't have to worry about that you know it comes with the venue um then the space you know um the location and it what it told me since the inception of uh, Madraka Festival, I can see the consistency of what you did being put together in the whole tour. And just to see you connecting with people that I know in the diaspora, uh, like the One Mic Show guys, Ali Badawi, uh, DJ Omosh, and uh, Humphrey Muturi. You know, it was, it's one of those things where you're like, okay, now the network is, is building and then the, you're 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 meeting the right people you're working with the right people you you're bringing your you know professionalism on your side of skill and merging it with others and we are building slowly so it was it, to be honest it was one of the proudest moments I've, I've ever had of you know as a kenyan to see a tour like that put together the only thing I can complain about, I felt it was too short, you know, like I wish the show was a little bit longer, but I understand, you know, but it was amazing. You know, it was amazing to see Saudi Soul in that setting where, you know, even for their own, own uh, doing, you know, they, they, they get to be in a place where you can build content and promote your work in a, in a venue that's built for that so it was you know it was it was a really proud moment to see that 
and um, I congratulate you for all the work that you did. I know it's not easy. Um, it's something that I fear so much. I won't lie. I it's not something yeah. for the faint-hearted. So no, no, yeah. no, no. It's even recovering from such a such a such a project emotionally, physically, and financially takes time. You know, uh, yes. and so. For me, it it was worth it, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just want to I want to let you speak because the only thing I'm missing is listening to people like you who have actually, uh, you know, worked for such things to happen, uh, mm-hmm. and you know, um, your presence here also is is a fulfillment of you know some of the dreams that many of us had. You know, a lot of us dream but we don't put our dream into action. It's exactly what this proverb for today is speaking about, you know? Yes. It's exactly what this proverb today is speaking about. But carry on, carry on. Yes, um, that's it's exactly true. You're very right. It's exactly what the proverb is talking about. You came here with a dream. You started, you put it in motion, and you just moved gradually, and it kept on growing and growing. And to see where it's gotten, it's encouraging, you know, because I won't lie, there's moments that I've had where I just like, you know, uh, I'll just turn it in, make music for myself and raise my children, you know, but the passion just doesn't let you, you know, give up. And and that's, that's one thing that I can say, even just looking at your work, there's a passion involved in the, in the whole project. Um, and, uh, so to keep keep any way that I can involve, any way that we can partner, any way that I can help, I am looking forward to it. You know, um, it was a dream of Philip. There are so many things that we dreamed about together, and I have to make sure in this lifetime that I fulfill as much as I can, and then maybe pass on to the next generation, which is something that I admire that you're doing. You're bringing a different generation. Your kids, my kids, are very much aware of now our our music you know what we do my children whenever i'm working on a project they're usually my first critics because i play the music so much in the car as i'm reviewing it to the point where they know the lyrics and i know i have a hit song or something if if they they can sing along if they can't sing along i know i have a problem because you know kids are very honest so i know i have a, that just shows they have no interest but you know luckily um I've been able to create to a point where like a lot of the stuff that they listen to they enjoy and um you know now that brings me to the music that I've been working on it's it's been years you know started working in 2004 you know uh and I my first uh professional song I did in 2006 and I worked with a I worked with a a guy which is interested. Uh, he was my mentor, but before he became my mentor, he he's the one that really made me push myself because he told me I I told him I wanna be a professional keyboard player and uh what happened he asked me to play something for him. I couldn't play well and he just told me to keep your day job and that just became my motivation. And a year later when he came in, he couldn't believe the difference. And from then on, he just took me under his wing. 
the first song we ever worked on was a song he wrote with his daughter who also passed away from cancer and uh, you know uh, we featured her and a Liberian artist um, called Julian uh, Julian Baba uh, he's on my project uh, BLK2541 and uh, we worked on he's the first artist that I really worked with you know where we have so many songs and as I was working with him I was also learning how to the, the songwriter, the producer, the the artist in me was coming out slowly by slowly because I was just being challenged, you know, and I had to figure it out. And from then on, you know, here we are, uh, almost 20. Next year will be 20 years of making music. So it's just been an interesting journey where of like just one step at a time, one step uh, at a time. Right. It's it's definitely it's definitely easy to give up um you know when 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 you're learning as you're growing and uh, you know building something that is also very delicate. You know, something like music, you you eventually have to actually show people what it is that you're working on, you know. And uh that attracts criticism, uh, attracts uh, haters too, you know but also attracts people that love you, that want to um, support you and ensure that you're successful. And, you know, as you're speaking about um, uh, Madaraka, you're speaking about your journey, uh, I also thought that it's important that we just touch on, um, you know, the, the West African music scene, especially the Nigerian music scene, if you compare that to the East African or just Kenyan music scene specifically, you find that the Nigerian scene is really, really thriving, you know? Um, Nigerian artists, there are probably three Nigerian artists touring the U.S. at the same time uh, right now, you know? Um, why is that? Uh, what do you think they're doing differently than uh, the East African uh, countries um and uh do you think their government is playing a role or their corporate world is playing a role that our corporate world is not playing what is what is it that you think they're doing uh that is making it possible for Banner boy asaki uh Wizkid, you know uh you name it there are so many there are so many uh like i can even speak of seven Nigerian artists that are touring the world right now at the same time, uh, and they're all selling out venues, you know? Yeah. Um, it's, you know what? I, I, I know it has nothing to do with the government because <laughs> their government, I mean, a lot of African governments, uh, let's just not talk about entertainment, you know, it, to them, it seems like it's a joke until they, you know, it's time for them to come and get like some tax revenue or whatever. But other than that, I don't find them to be very supportive. Um, having worked with Nigerians and having had Nigerian friends, one thing I noticed is once one Nigerian comes in, just know in a couple of months or in a couple of, what, well, just to say in a couple of months or a couple of weeks, a couple of more guys are going to come in wherever there's an opportunity 
because they keep one, you know, the person that opens the door doesn't close it. They prop it open, you know, and they just come in and they know how to support each other. They know, they, they, they have this thing where maybe as an outsider, um, if they can help you not go through what they went through, you know, and help you get to the other side much more quicker, they're kind of easy with dealing with that. And then they, they are very strong on their culture. And most of their music is very much stemmed from that, you know, even just the rhythm itself. So it's very identifiable, you know, even though like sometimes they'll sing, in the, you know, something we can understand, there's a lot of it that is uniquely for them. And also it helps that you have over, you know, what, 200 million people. So that's a huge market to start with in Nigeria. Then they have a very huge diaspora community, which is so much in touch with who they are, where they're from. And they just, they, I will say, I've always said, our biggest struggle as Kenyans is we succeed in isolation. We succeed, but you're the only one there. You just, and you stay the only one there. Unlike for Nigerians, you know, if one succeeds, they'll go and bring others, you know, there's, they, they want to be, they want to come in and take over and a whole industry, you know, just dominate. And we can see that also with the Indians in tech, you know, we can see that in, we can see that there's so many examples and that's our, one of our biggest struggles is that we feel like the next person is going to take away from us when there's more than everyone, you know? So, yeah. Uh, that's one of the struggles with the Kenyan music industry, and that's why maybe other industries thrive. Then um, there has to be a level of, you know, being professional. I, and this, this I'm talking from experience. Communication is a problem with our people in terms of like when you we are working on something, getting back to me on time, like it is a problem, you know. We have projects that we we want to finish. We have a timeline. You communicate that, you know. You someone says, "Oh, I can do it," but they've overcommitted, you know. But they don't let you know that. So here you are waiting, and someone is not prioritizing you as much as you think they are, and that kind of ends up biting us. And that's why, you know we even see like you go to for example like in kenya someone will you know you're doing a show you're opening up for someone but you've accepted another show and the window the time slot in between one show and the other is like two hours and i'm like do you realize anything can happen in a show two hours is nothing for you to move from one place to the other you know and and those are the kind of things of over commitment that Yes, it's good maybe for your visibility, you're being seen a lot, but also you're, you're messing up the, the relationships behind the scenes because you're not being reliable, you know, and, and that's, that's one of the many things that I, I struggle with, especially when I'm dealing with, with uh, artists from Kenya. And I'm like, there's no sense of urgency sometimes, you know, uh, 
you you don't bet on yourself 100 percent you know you kind of want people to hand it to you and it doesn't work like that you know um i watched a documentary called welcome to lagos and that's the one that really made me understand the perspective of people who are chasing uh a career in nigeria you know this guy worked in a in a you know dump yard and he would collect trash go sell it for recycle and he would bet on himself he would spend all the money you know on whatever he was trying to do studio session photo shoot and maybe a music video and then the i remember the interviewer asked him what about for tomorrow he said as long as i'm alive i can still work so i'm gonna worry about now i'm gonna give it all now i'm gonna bet on myself now and then tomorrow will figure itself out because tomorrow will still come whether i do this or not so like we you know the the proverb we're talking about you know tomorrow is still gonna come so the guy was like i'm as long as i'm alive i will work but if i'm going to bet i'm gonna bet on myself 100 percent which is something even I struggle with. Mm-hmm. But over time, I've had to have moments where like I'm either all in or not. Right. That's incredible. That's incredible. And, and that brings us to the, you know, the, the final phases of our conversation today. Uh, for those who are just joining us, my guest today is an incredible leader in the Kenyan music scene especially here in the diaspora, Waithaka Entertainment. And we've talked about a lot of things. Uh, if you haven't, uh, you know, if you're just joining us, you probably missed a lot. You probably missed the proverb. You missed, uh, you know, what inspires and drives uh, Waithaka. So go back and watch uh, this entire episode from the beginning. Uh, and also make sure you subscribe to the channel. Waithaka, please let our viewers know how they can stay connected with you uh, via social media and then uh, share with us your closing remarks. Okay. Uh, thank you. know, Once again, thanks for having me on. Um, and uh, you can find me on uh, most of the social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, TikTok. As this, I have two uh pages there's one for the artist which is waidaka music which i do consider myself even though i'm a producer i do consider myself as an artist because i do release albums uh whether featuring others or as an instrumentalist and you can find most of my music as waidaka music uh, the pages is waidaka music and the artist is waidaka and then i have another page where i run the indie label you know and the production house Waidaka ENT and all the social media is Waidaka ENT and uh that's you will find all the work that I do I own I have a YouTube page with uh all the work that I've done with people like Keisha you know uh, uh Christy Shield uh my albums you know uh even us you know example of scoring uh, work I, I have done, you know, just for pilots, and um, the, my albums are on iTunes. You know, most of the digital stores, uh, you can find them under Waidaka. And I have two albums, and let me see, I think four EPs. So I have 
an all-female album called Odds by Queens. And this was uh, a project that was inspired by uh, the movie soundtrack, uh, Waiting to Excel, and also by Babyface, and also uh, 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 one of the in, in, you know, Kenyan pioneers, Ted Josiah, who did Kenyan first chapter. So it's it's a compilation of different songs, you know, and I really wanted to do something similar, but I wanted to be only ladies. And uh, a big thank you to Waivira, who pretty much A&R the whole project because she brought the ladies to me. And ever since, you know, I've been working with majority of them on their singles and stuff like that. And um, it's been an honor, you know, and it's an honor to just see that I have, I am considered the way I'm considered in the industry. And it's one of those things where, you know, I, I don't, I never thought it would get to this level because that's not what I was going for. I just wanted to make music, but also understand the responsibility that comes with it once you get to a certain level. And I always want to see Kenya win. I've always wanted to see Kenya win, you know, not just me, but we, you know, that's why to me, it was important to tell you how, you know, how proud I was of seeing what you put together with the Madaraka Festival Tour. And, you know, keep keep doing what you're doing. You know, you inspire some of us. You made me really question, you know, myself about that, you know, putting a show together. But now I know if I ever wanted to put something together, I can always reach out, get, you know, get some ideas from you or even partner with you because we have a lot to offer and our people are really, really have a desire to support us. We just have to give them a product that is worth the support. And I've always felt strongly about that. That's beautiful. Thank you, man. I deeply appreciate your 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 kind words. Uh, yeah, and you know, hearing hearing your comments about Madaraka Festival really is, um, that's the payment I get, to be honest with you. <laughs> because... Uh, this is thankless work, you know, it's the kind of work you, you do for years and years and years. Uh, you know, the public sees that you're so successful. I'm telling you, if you see my DMs, they are big, big artists and big uh, names in the in the entertainment world beyond Kenya that message me on my own personal uh, Instagram uh, and even Twitter, and they say congratulations for the win, uh, you know, you did, and they're doing it even now. During Madaraka, it was a lot, but now yeah. is when you you get random messages from big people, and it surprises you, you know, it surprises you that, wow, this person is paying attention to, to what is going on, and uh, sometimes these messages come at a time when you're actually feeling down emotionally you're feeling exhausted and then suddenly there's a message so it's really for me i always look at the work i do as god's work you know and sometimes uh, god speaks to you through other people that just for some reason they just say that let me just tell this guy that you know i'm i'm proud of him and and for me uh, that's bigger payment than the dollars you could make from such an effort you know because Bob Marley said that, you know, if you're after money, you know, numbers numbers can never have an end, you know. So 
if it's numbers you are after you know you can count until you 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 know you die the numbers will will always continue uh, but if it's you know love and uh, community you're trying to cultivate you will realize it during your lifetime and i feel that for me that's what i'm realizing you know uh, i'm discovering how excellent our kenyan community here in the diaspora is i have to say that uh, the kenyan community came through for madaraka festival uh, but the kenyan community comes through even for the for the nigerian artist i was at uh, uh, a show here in seattle for asake uh, you know last month late last month and 70% of the audience was kenyan you know wow 70% of the audience but even if you look at europe if you look at um regegil if you look at uh afro nation that just happened in portugal do you, do you see how many kenyan flags are at the front of the stage sometimes yes. seven kenyan flags you know uh 12 kenyan flags so it just shows you that uh what you're saying earlier our children are paying attention you know uh and so uh i was in london recently uh and i you know my oldest sister has teenagers you know that are in their early 20s and uh late teens and they are all going to these international festivals but they are going with kenyan flags they are going with kenyan outfits and they went to kenya like yeah. 15 years ago you know <laughs> so it just shows you how the efforts we are making you know uh is the the it's not for it's not in vain you know so just keep doing what you're doing yeah yeah keep doing what you're doing uh and again thank you and to our audience members uh everybody who has been listening in whether you're here on YouTube by the way make sure you subscribe to the channel that's one of the ways that you can support and give this video a thumbs up um and also leave us with your comments so that we know you're paying attention uh, let let me know what you think about our conversation today um and for those who are watching on other platforms thank you as well uh we have listeners on amp uh we are building a really good partnership with amp uh, that is owned by amazon who have sponsored madaraka festival for the second year in in a row so uh if you haven't downloaded amp check it out it allows you to play music while you do your own show you know you can create your own show like this or you can Uh, come up with a different show but it gives you access to all amazon music and you can play it live on the show so check that out uh but just a couple of things i want to mention as we close our show today um september 17th uh we have the taste of madaraka dinners uh, at langston hughes performing arts institute in seattle so save the date the information is uh, trickling down and people are starting to learn about it uh this is a dinner series that i have organized for years since 2016 but it's coming back uh and it's being rebranded as taste of madaraka festival because we are really focusing all our energy on growing the madaraka festival brand and then secondly uh we are also helping with the uh marketing of the Africa Day Business Forum that is happening on September 30th here in Seattle as well it's organized by the African Chamber of Commerce of the Pacific Northwest 
you should also check it out get your ticket for that at eventbrite uh and with that i just want to thank you again waithaka for all the work that you're doing uh and for taking your time to be here with me for the show and i thank all our viewers and listeners for taking their time to be here with us uh take great care of yourself my brother Thank you, thank you, and you do the same. And keep doing what you're doing, man. It's a, it's an inspiration to me, man. Thank you so much, Asante Sana. Yeah. You are listening to African Father in America podcast by Simon Javanokelo live from Seattle, Washington.